Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week. All right, Kara, this is a world record I know you are going to appreciate. Okay. Rosie the cat lives in England. Okay. And she is celebrating her 32nd birthday. Say what now? 32 years old. Not in cat years. Actual Actual human years. Wow. Might be the oldest living cat in the world. Seriously. They're not sure. They're working on trying to verify it. That's incredible. 32 years old for a cat. I've never heard of this. I haven't either. Her uh, owner, Lila Brissett, says she's only ever taken her to the vet twice. Wow. (laughs) She's just a naturally very healthy cat, apparently. And uh, celebrated last week with a salmon cake. Oh, how cute. Prepared by a local cat cafe. That's adorable. Lila says uh, she honked half of the salmon cake already. (laughs) I expect she will wake up at lunchtime and eat the rest. There won't be any left by tonight. Don't you worry. cute. Sounds like uh, Lila and Rosie have it pretty good. No kidding. And uh, yeah, I think any cat owner would be pretty excited if their cat reached 32 years old. for sure. What do you think stand-up comedy looked like in the 1400s? Apparently, it doesn't look too different from the sense of comedy enjoyed by Britons today. You may know that British humor has its own flavor, described as, you know, taking the frivolous seriously and the serious taken lightly. And it can also be kind of dry, sharp, and in some cases, like Monty Python, random. Well, there is a document dated to 1480 where the author recounts stories a minstrel told on the night of a party. The stand-up act included stories of a killer rabbit, a pseudo-sermon about kings eating so much that their guts exploded with bulls, and a story about the Battle of Brankenwet, which is apparently alliteration nonsense. But here's something that I thought was really funny. The historians talking about this document and the comedy of the time also said that people back then partied way more and had wild night lives. Our ancestors may be looking at us today thinking we need to let loose more and enjoy more stand-up comedy. That's what I'm thinking. I saw this quote from Beth Moore today. Flourishing is not painlessness. Oh. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Sad day. We kind of wish it was, don't we? (laughs) I do. (laughs) I think we usually think, at least I usually think, about flourishing as painlessness. Yeah. If someone asks me how my life is going and my answer is everything's going pretty good, Mm. that usually means I'm not experiencing a lot of pain, right? Right, right. But if there's something going on in my life that is causing some pain, my conclusion is like, well, things aren't going that well then. Right. We tie the lack of painful experiences experiences to the idea of being successful. That's true. Or flourishing. Oof. Uh, this last Sunday was Trinity Sunday on the church calendar. Mm. And at church, we read the final verse in 2 Corinthians. Mm-hmm. It's often used as a benediction, words that Paul spoke over the church that he was writing to, and that we continue to use today to speak over each other. Mm. It says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And I think it's a really important Important verse because Beth Moore goes on to say, flourishing is not painlessness. I'm convinced it's presence. Mm. It's the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ, the presence of the love of God, yeah. the presence, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit with mm. us that causes flourishing. Yeah. What would you do if you suddenly find yourself job hunting? Most people update their resumes, start applying to stuff, hope for the best. 
but a man named Chris took it a step further by diving headfirst, quite literally. Chris got laid off and he's a creative person. So with his free spirit and free thinking, he made a sign that said, open for work and filmed himself skydiving while holding out the sign. His caption on the video, which he posted on LinkedIn, said, if you're looking for an award-winning creative that works hard, takes risks, and knows how to pack a parachute, reach out. The video on LinkedIn got a ton of positive attention, and it was a success because Chris got a job at a place called Linked Up, all thanks to this unique tactic. I know the job market is competitive, but it must be really competitive if people are jumping out of planes now. Anson, as a parent, are there times where you ask your child a question and you're not really sure you want to know the answer? <laughs> uh, far too often. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm yeah. talking about, mm -hmm. right? There's a viral TikTok going around of a mom and her uh, six-year-old daughter. They've just left the nail salon and her mom thought she caught a glimpse of something sticking out of her daughter's pocket. Okay. And so she stops, turns yeah. on the camera wisely because she knows something hilarious. <laughs> something's going down. Yeah, something's about to happen. And she says, do you have a worm in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> and oh. Kylie is the little girl's name. She stops, kind of looks at the camera for a minute and goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's it to you? I mean, yeah, like, I mean, obviously, why wouldn't I? And then she says, why do you have a worm in your pocket? Kylie says, I don't know. And she's like, well, take it out right now. Take it out of your pocket. So she reaches in there and digs around and pulls it out. Mm -hmm. And it's still squirming around, yeah. surprisingly. Okay. And so she's like, she's like, do you want it? She says to her mom. Her mom's like, no, I don't want it. Throw it away. <laughs> and then she's like, okay. So then they stand there for a second. And her mom goes, do you have more in your pockets? And she goes, yeah. <laughs> so oh my goodness. She's like, well, take them out right oh. now. She reaches in. She comes back with two, like, handfuls what two handfuls full of squirmy worms and she just kind of casually like yeah what i mean she doing i believe her exact words were i just i just like them okay, <laughs> so, fair enough. i mean obviously i'm gonna carry them around in my pockets i was talking to a friend the other day and she shared how important her grades are she felt like she needed to prove herself and one of the best ways for her to do that was to physically show her good grades. Here, look, see, I am valuable. I am important. I am worthy. And I need acceptance because I have good grades. Hearing this broke my heart. For one, I could relate because I also took pride in my good grades in school, but not to the extent that she did. And it broke my heart because our identity, our value, is not in what we can do, like our grades. Plus, if you've been out of school for a while, you know that grades don't really matter outside the school setting. But how often do we put our identity and our value in those things that we think matter and we desperately crave that love and acceptance? My friend needs love and she seeks it through her grades. And when her grades falter, she thinks she's a failure and rejected as a result. I just wanna convince her so badly that her value isn't in those things. And maybe you or someone you know needs to hear this message too. That our value is in God who made us in his image. And we don't have anything to prove to him. Just by virtue of being his child, we are loved, we are accepted, and we won't lose it. 
you will always be his. I know it's an easy thing to say and a much harder thing to believe, but maybe if I say it enough, it'll start to sink in. You are enough. You are loved. There was big news in the tech world today, Kara. Ooh, okay. Apple announced their big new fancy schmancy augmented reality headset today. Oh, boy. It's uh, $3,500. Whoa. If you'd like to try this out for okay. yourself. No, I, I'm good. <laughs> but, you know, I do think back to when other products have come out in the past yeah. that maybe we scoffed at or whatever. Well, that, yeah. And then years later, you're like, oh, well, now we all have them. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe someday... <laughs> We'll all be walking around wearing, like, you know, the equivalent of ski goggles uh, on our faces. No. If that happens, yeah. remember this remember day, Remember this Kara. day. Remember, <laughs> you said. I told you so. I stumbled across this and just had to share it with you because as someone who loves cooking and getting creative in the kitchen, I couldn't help but laugh. Maybe you'll get a kick out of this too. It's the 10 commandments of summer cooking from the website, The Kitchen. Number one, thou shalt give in to the no cook summer supper. What does this mean? I just thought it was worded so funny, but basically not cooking, not heating up your kitchen, not turning on the oven and the stove, but in fact, making a lot of salads. You know, you get all this produce from the farmer's market, just make some salads, man. And here's number three, thou shalt attempt to make pie from scratch. I just started laughing when I saw that because I love this idea of people getting in there and making pies. You know, you bring those to the potlucks and the picnics all summer long. Thou shall attempt. Will thou be successful? I can't say, but thou shall attempt to make a pie from scratch. And related to that is number four, thou shalt try to preserve thy bounty. Yeah, because you're getting all of these fresh blueberries and raspberries, strawberries, blackberries from all these farms that are doing, you know, the berry picking. I don't know, maybe you haven't heard of this, but I've just come across this phenomenon, the berry picking sensation. So yeah, I'm going to try to preserve mine bounty. <laughs> we shall try. And here's the last one. Thou shalt master the ice cream sundae. Yeah, I can get behind that. Thou shalt master. It's summertime, time for road trips, and essential to any successful road trip are snacks. Ah, in true. My, in my humble opinion. Absolutely correct. I remember as a kid, one of the snacks of choice for my oldest brother especially was Cheez-Its. I feel like there was always a box of Cheez-Its around, yeah. just like all over the place. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm not complaining. I love Cheez-Its too, but he like was obsessed with Cheez-Its. They are a kid snack staple. Yes, absolutely. So if you are as obsessed with Cheez-Its as my older brother was, you might want to take a little road trip to the Cheez-Its gas station that is a real place in Joshua <laughs> Tree, California, Okay. where you can go and there is an actual uh, gas pump, you could call it, that literally fills your car full of Cheez-Its. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and it's, it's like bags of cheese. It's yeah. not loose cheese, uh, which is what I thought at first. That's what I was imagining, I was too. Like, just wow. like a nozzle. Just spray. Just put like straight into your mouth. Just, <laughs> oh, into your mouth. You know, dump the cheese. It's right. I mean, that's I mean, where they're yeah, headed. That's true. If you're really serious you about just it. Skip a step. I mean, yeah, maybe they need to create that one instead. It just takes <laughs> out the middleman altogether. I'm a little bit shook. 
because I think I knew Gen Zers, but it turns out I don't. I must be an outlier on this one. So according to some new surveys and studies, Gen Zers don't really drink coffee. About 63% in this survey said that they don't drink coffee, which is half of what the millennials, so millennials at 33% not drinking coffee. Uh, so that's kind of a weird one for me. I feel like so many of us Gen Zers drink copious amounts of coffee, but that doesn't seem to be the case. In fact, the coffee that Gen Zers are drinking are ready-to-drink coffees, which are like the, the things you see in the Walmart checkout, like those Starbucks Frappuccino-like looking things or in like gas stations, or, or they'll also get their coffee through drive-thrus like Starbucks or something. And that really surprised me because I thought me and others like me love sitting down in the local downtown coffee shops, buying from local businesses, getting your friends together, just chilling, maybe even bringing your homework or a book. Maybe I'm just an old soul. Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind. <laughs>